go out to LA. Somebody needs to do a song for LA. Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. This is Los Angeles. Shout out to um, OLF Podcast and shout out to uh, Views from the Seven, which will, you know, both platforms will be at Smoke Free Weekend. Smoke Free Weekend, April 16th to the 20th, Las Vegas, Smoke Free Weekend uh, event. But um, I want to say both platforms have talked about this topic. If not, then I just showed you how dope both of those uh, platforms are because I assume that they talked about a great topic, but I know I heard it on either one or both. And that was, do you have a favorite child, right? And the reason why I wanted to, and I'm giving them their props, uh, this this topic came from either one or both of them. Uh, they They, like I said, both platforms come up with great, topics all the time all the time so i'm not stealing i'm borrowing and if niggas want to fight for it then i guess we could fight but i don't i don't feel like fighting right now um but like i said a great topic i don't have a favorite child um i have four kids and two kids stay with me and my other two kids i haven't seen in a very uh very long time and i'm not sure if i have an episode about that or if I'm going to plan on doing one, but that's a whole nother, that's some other details. But even if I had all four children under one roof, I don't, I don't like one, uh, one child more than the other, but they, they will get treated different, differently because of their personalities, the relationship that we have, um, between each other. It's just different. So I can only speak um, in the present uh, time for, you know, obviously the two kids that stay with me. And then the past is just, it's not, it's not much that I can tell you about the past except for the things that mattered to me the most, which was I haven't experienced a major experience with each child that I have. And that is my firstborn, my firstborn, um, of course, that's going to be special because that was my firstborn, right? Um, the one thing that I didn't have with my firstborn was I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to see my child born. Um, at the time, uh, the mother of my two kids that I haven't seen in a while, we weren't on good terms. And, you know, the, you know, the, the night that she had to go to the hospital, uh, I wasn't notified. The crazy part about it is I stayed directly next door. Um, so I wasn't notified about any of this. I wasn't notified about my child being born until the next day when he was born. Um, so my, my second, my second born child, uh, she was born the, you know, basically the right 
just, you know, before, a year before, um, well, not a year before, but I would say like a couple of months before my mom passed away, I actually, she actually got to see her granddaughter being born, her first granddaughter being born. Well, she didn't actually get to see her being born, but she saw a picture of her through my phone. Um, that's when my mom was on her deathbed. Um, so, yeah, that that hurt, you know, and I wasn't able to see her being born either. Um, and so when we fast forward to my son, Kaysen, who is not my son by blood, but by heart, that's my child. That's my son. Um, now, obviously, I wasn't there to see him born, but the one thing that I was able to do with him was I was able to raise him from the age of two. Um, <clears throat> whereas my son, my biological son, um, we had a relationship and it was strong, but at some point, you know, when me and his mom broke up, uh, it was a lot of friction between us and our families as well. I wasn't able to raise my son, you know, and when Kaysen came along, I was, I'm able to raise him. I am currently raising him. So he was a first of something and that was me raising a boy, um, which I'm still currently doing. And, and now my daughter Bailey, <laughs> which is a, a goddamn machine. Yeah, she gets treated different as well, and she's the first that I've actually got to see being born. I was there when she was born. So that's what's special. Between all four kids, there's something special. You know, I had my firstborn. I had my first girl. I had my first son that I actually raised, and I had my first girl that I actually seen being born. Um, all that means something to me. You know, if it was left up to me, I would have that Huxtable type family where everybody's under one roof, you know, in a perfect world, I could, you know, I get along with everybody, including the mother of my kids, but this is not a perfect world. I don't have any ill feelings towards her or any, I'm not going to lie to you. There is a petty side to me. There is an evil space inside of me um, that doesn't speak nor shows his actions, but is there. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, a hundred percent man, but there is a there's a flaw somewhere in my in my in my spirit that's not fully gone yet. It used to be more, but I'm not at the stage where I'm like, if I see her, it's a good I'm in a good space. It's more like if I do see her, old wounds will open up and it the it was very toxic to the point where we couldn't be in the same space because uh honestly I would jeopardize uh, my freedom and probably in my life if it got real crazy. And that's just being honest from my side. Um, therefore, I, I think it was just best for us to have that separation until we get to that space where we could talk to each other in a casual way. Um, but like I said, I would love to have all my kids under one roof, but I would never say I would have a favorite, though. Now, I understand how that is easy to have. It's easy to, 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 to see it that way. And I know a lot of people will admit that, yes, I have a favorite son or I have a favorite daughter, et cetera, et cetera, because usually that favorite 
uh, child is one that either mirrors you or does something in your interest and excels at it. You know, so if you have a, if you're, if the middle child end up playing football and you play football, but the older son is more, he's not in the sports and the young one is, he's too young to play sports or he's into like, you know, kitty stuff. But that middle child is not only did he, you know, he has your last name, but he took your same number. He's playing the same position. You know, that makes you feel special as a man. Whereas your daughter, you know, you might have a favorite daughter because, um, she's just a, a mirror image of you. When she, when you go to the nail salon or, or something like that, she's right there with you and vice versa. You know, you might have that girl that's really into sports, you know, and that's daddy's little girl, you know, um, a mama's boy, et cetera, et cetera. And you might have that favorite child. Me personally, no, all of them are my favorites. And I know that may sound cliche. It may be hard to believe, but that's the truth. It's just that we have different relationships, different type of uh, encounters with each other. You know, when my son, you know, even though he's my stepson, but I treat him like my son, it's still obstacles that I have to get over. You know, it's still um, a place we haven't gotten to yet to where, like, I, I believe he can trust me. To the fullest. He know I'm going to protect him. He know I got his best interests at heart. But at the same time, he's not at the, he's not, he's not in the place where he feels comfortable opening up to me. And a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of parents may say, well, that's just kids in general, especially around that age. But I do, I feel like he would be more, or e- it would be easier for him to open up if I was his real father from day one, though, you know, because he, he knows that I'm his father and his actual father, his real father, he doesn't have a great relationship with. And that was by his choice. You know, one thing that I've never done was I never talked down on his father. Period. Well, I ain't gonna say period, you know, cause I have my personal views about him, but I've never said anything negative about him or treated him a certain way in front of, in front of him, in front of my son. You know, when, when my son was playing football and his and his father would show up to a game, um, you know, it was it was mutual respect. I didn't have any respect for him on a personal level, but as far as what this event is about and what this day is about, we gonna be casual and cool. After that, I have nothing to say to you. You know? Like to this day, my wife would tell you that I've been trying to get him to have my last name, change his last name to my last name. A lot of people may feel like that's disrespect to that man. But if you don't take care of your kids, you don't deserve to have your nickname in these streets. I mean, not your nickname, but your last name in these streets. You know what I mean? And some people can say, well, well, what about, you know, what about your two other kids? Every situation is different. And financially, I do take care of my kids. Of course, I would love to have all my kids under my wing. That's probably one of my... That's probably one of those slow depression vibes that's lingering in my body. Knowing that, have you ever been in a situation where things are just, things are going so great, but then you get this feeling like something is wrong and you, and you just sit there and you think about it. And it may take a couple of days and you'd be like, ah, it was this that was bothering me. Cause sometimes it just don't pop up. I'm always going to have that. The fact that I don't have my parents, I'm going to always have that. I'm going to always have that little depression vibe in my body that knocks on me like, yo, I know things is going great, but you 
you still ain't got this anymore. You know what I mean? And it's just like that. Um, and that's how I feel about my kids. And it's, it's a, it's a pro and a, I ain't going to say it's a pro and a con, but it's the gift and the curse. You know what I'm saying? Because as I excel in this world, I'm raising my kids, but I'm not raising my kids at the same time. And that hurts. That's why I can't pick a favorite because I don't even have my whole gang together. But I don't make excuses. I understand that this life that we live is off of examples, experience, learning, failing, the whole nine. And it's real. One thing that we get away from is that we can treat this life like it's a game because things could be going so well. You don't see or you don't know what's in the future. You know, when the Kobe thing happened, I think that woke a lot of people up, but it also opened up a department of real life. I know we gloss over the word a lot real, me being a real nigga or taking care of real situations, but real life is knowing that at any moment, Shit can change for your whole family or the planet in general. And so I I made some decisions and I can't count every or I can't tally up everybody else's faults that I was involved with. But we made some decisions and created some bad experiences that's that's fucking us up now. Or fucking somebody up that was that was involved in it and that's a part of life so I can't go back 15 20 years and erase that C that I put because it's a generic answer and put the right answer I can't do that it's already done now I got to keep going and I'm learning every day I'm still learning how to be a black man I'm still learning how to be a husband every fucking day I'm that's no lie nigga if you think you get into this marriage game thinking that you're a top prospect because <laughs> you got everything, you got your, your attributes is in, in, the, in the late 90s. Nah, my nigga, you learn how to be a husband every day. And the only examples that I had, I had great examples on taking care of a house. I had great examples on how to take care of people. You know what I mean? But that came from a single parent household. Which, you know, majority of the time you live in a single parent household is usually with the moms. And that's what it was. I stayed with my mom. So I didn't really know how to be a man outside of fucking watching the Cosbys or some shit like that. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Martin. This is shit that I had to watch on TV. So I'm I'm still learning how to be a father. I'm still learning how to be a, a, a husband. Let alone I got to go, go out into society and, and, and still learn how to be an efficient, great representative of a, of a black man. Still learning. And I'm just understanding life. That's why when I explained to my wife, like I went into a small depression when, when Kobe went down is because I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking about the Kobe that we seen play basketball. I'm talking about the, the, the husband and father Kobe to where something happened to him and what's going to happen with y'all. You know, my kids is, is, is the number one thing, man. Besides my wife and I love my aunt that's real close to me that I, that I, that I look at and I, and I love like a mother. 
and my grandmother is still alive. I got a couple of aunties still alive, <clears throat> cousins and stuff like that. My family's real thin right now, but brothers and sisters, of course. Shout out to Bakersfield. Um, but man, when it comes to my immediate family, when it comes to my kids and my wife, that's what I got. You know what I'm saying, my nigga? When I'm on that freeway and I'm driving in between those 18-wheelers, the first thing that pop in my head is, nigga, get out of this. Because I got to get back to my kids, who are all my favorites. Who are all my favorites. So, you know, getting back, I know I went, yeah, I digress. <laughs> I digress, you know. Uh, but to get back to it, nah. I don't have a favorite, man. My favorites is all of them because all of them are special to me. Um, I got some more battles to go, though. So, you know, keep me, whatever y'all whatever y'all do, if y'all pray, y'all meditate, y'all get high, whatever y'all do that puts y'all in the space where y'all want something to come, you know, to the, the, the fruition, pray for me, meditate for me, Send me some vibes this way, whatever the case may be. Bars. Because um, I need it. Because I know I got some up-and-coming battles. You know, and this is just me alone. I'm going to ask my wife, though. I'm going to ask my wife if she has a... I, I probably should have did this episode with her. We'll do a part two, though. I should have asked her if she has a favorite. And I'm pretty sure she's going to say no. She's going to say... Because she has her experiences... I'm not speaking for her, but I can guarantee you that she's going to say, of course, she has a mommy's boy, her firstborn at that. And then Bailey is just, that's her girl. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I know for a fact that she wanted a girl. She got the complete set. And they both crazy as shit. Both of them. Oh, them niggas drive me crazy. Help, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Them niggas, boy, Bailey drives me up a fucking wall. But, um, but I love them. I love them. We have separation anxiety and that's a real thing. I don't know if we made that up, but yeah, that's, we have separation anxiety to where if this shit is not planned out or if you're gone too long and if it was, if it was something that wasn't spoken, you, I called my wife yesterday because my mother-in-law wasn't at the house. Bailey wasn't, wasn't there. That's off. If them two is not there or if just one is, well, I know Bailey's not going to be there by herself. If Bailey's not there, I know she's at school. But if my mother-in-law is not inside the house, now I'm worried. If she's not outside, if I don't see the doors unlocked for her to go outside and have a cigarette break, I'm worried. You know what I mean? So I came in there, both the doors locked. Nobody in there. No car seat. No nothing. I called my wife. She was like, oh, we at the market and shit. I damn near almost cussed him out for buying me some food. You, because I'm used to being things being a certain way. I come home, my mother-in-law is already there to greet me. You know what I'm saying? I go pick up Bailey. I go pick up Case. Come home. The wife come home from work. Boom. We got the fantastic, the the, the fantastic four. You know, or five. Shout out to LAUSD. Um, but. Yeah, man. Uh, I got some upcoming battles, you know, in the future. You know, I'm approaching 40. You know, I, I'm 37. I think I'm 37 this year. I turned 30. I turned 38 this year. God, my nigga. But you know what? I'm happy, though. I know I'm getting older and niggas complain about getting older. 
But, you know, Kobe was a young 41, you know. Nip was a young 33. Like, I'm glad I was able to reach 33, and I'm hoping I can reach 41 and go beyond that, you know. Um, but I know those battles are going to come. And I'm building myself up every day. I'm getting stronger. I'm taking care, better care of my mental every single day. I do have my downfalls where I think about my, my, my mom, my pops. You know, I think about the situation how, that I'm in and how I can better my marriage and how I can better my, my family, et cetera, et cetera. So, and just thinking about the world that we're surrounding, like, you know, we got diseases and shit floating around and all kind of random negative shit. That's happening, and this is shit that stays on my mind. But at the end of the day, I don't have any favorites, but my favorites is everybody. I don't know if that made sense, but it made sense in my head. <laughs> um, but that's it. You know, I'll see y'all next week. Oh, smoke free weekend. It's, it's approaching fast. I would love for if you haven't bought you a ticket, uh, we do have a $25 ticket. For the show, we have a $45 ticket for the show and extra activities attached to the event plus a grab bag. So you either spend a 25, add another uh, 20 to that, boom, you get some extra shit on top of that. I want you to come out to Las Vegas in April between the 16th and the 20th. If you could just make it to the live show, that'll be a blessing. I promise you, you'll be entertained. And you might have, well, not might, you will have a chance to meet other people and you will have a chance to network. So I'm, yo, if any businesses, you know what I'm saying, entrepreneurs, come to the live show. Pay your $25 just to come to the live show. But that $25 gets you some entertainment. You're going to laugh. It's going to be some insightful information. On top of that, because not only do we do we entertain with with with, with comedy and topics and things like that, we're gonna bring some drama. We're gonna bring some 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 awareness. And yo, it's gonna be other business people there as well. So I want y'all to come out there and sell whatever y'all got to sell. Tell whatever y'all got to tell. You feel me? That was like on some old Bay Area shit, wasn't it? <laughs> All right, y'all. It's BTG for president. Rare Silence Network. I'm out.